so many times, like when you think, especially if you have multiple businesses, you're involved in so many different things, you're thinking that you're doing more, but a lot of times stepping away and doing quote unquote less, but those things that you're doing are multiplier type effect type things. They have such a huge impact. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have David Hensel of How We Solve. David, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. I'm super excited as well, too. And before we jumped into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about David so you hear about all the awesome things that he's working on. And David is the host of How We Solve podcast and show, which is also the umbrella company for his portfolio businesses, LTV Plus. Tash Drive, Shortlist, and David is also the founding CEO of UpCoach CDM, Content Delivery Management, and CRM platform for coaches and organizations. David, you're doing so many awesome things. I'm glad we could steal you away for a little bit. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Yes. Yeah, I'm excited to, to chat with you. Awesome. Well, let's make it happen then. So I wanted to kick everything off by rewinding the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. I was a misfit. I went to 14 different schools and I got you know, kicked out everywhere. And I dropped out of school when I was 15. I was kind of lost, didn't know what to do with myself. And then a friend of mine came to me and said like, hey man, you want to start a business together? You could put computers and start an IT business. I'm like, yeah, sure. I have nothing else going on. And then I found entrepreneurship, which was like, oh, you know, the, the light at the end of the tunnel, kind of like, you know, do it, do it. And, you know, not having anybody tells me what to do and I can just grow and learn and explore. And, you know, so this is how I kind of got started. And I had like a, I've been doing this for over 20 years. So I had a few business originally from Germany, had IT business and e-com business, which I sold to get the money to get my investor visa to come to the United States, where I co-founded MaxCDN, which was a content delivery network, which we sold six years ago. I had a really successful exit and moved back to Europe because my wife wanted to be close to family. And I thought I'll early retire. But then I read a book called Conscious Capitalism, because I also want to have impact. So I kind of like, like thing. And I read Conscious Capitalism, which explains to you that you know a normal business is there to enrich or make the owners of the business richer, to increase shareholders' value, right? But a conscious business takes care of all stakeholders, meaning suppliers, employees, customers, the planet, society, etc. Right. And if you have a business like this, it's the best vehicle to have a positive impact in the world. And this kind of really resonated with me. So I went like all in and as you see, you know, I have a bunch of businesses now pushing really hard to employ a lot of people, give them good jobs and provide great services and help. You know. Yes, absolutely. So I know you touched on and I did as well too, when I introduced you a little bit more of the businesses and how you're creating that impact in so many different people's lives. Could you take us through a little bit more of what's within your portfolio and how you're making those things and that impact? Initially, I want to start an outsourcing company because I want to employ a lot of people. I had like SaaS businesses before and stuff like this, but I want to you know, have a people business to create a great culture, a great place to work. And so I started LTP Plus, which is an outsourcing company for live chat and support agents for SaaS and commerce companies. And it's been growing really well. Then I bought Task Drive, which is a lead research and SDR sales development reps um, company. Then I co-founded Invest into Shortlist, which is a backlink building company you know, for, for, for SEO purposes. And so this kind of grew, the portfolio grew, and I was coaching the leadership teams of my businesses. And I want to help them to be on the A-game. You know, you mentioned on, on the podcast, people talk about like morning routines and habits, et cetera, a lot. And I basically, I create a course where I help people to figure out their personal mission, vision, core values, the goals that they have in their life and the habits that they have to 
Because I think our habits determine everything. If you're rich or poor, happy or unhappy, obese or unshaped, all boats down to which habits do we cultivate in our life. And so I want to have my leadership teams on their A game because when they're on their A game, they're going to, you know, it's going to A trickle down to the other people that they manage and, you know, it's going to be good for the business, it's going to be good for them. I put together a course and this course, the problem with this course, I also sold this course called Managing Happiness, Managing Happiness of Commerce and Other Business One, where I help people do this, but it was a do-it-yourself course, online course that you buy, and I only had a 7% completion rate, which drove me nuts because I didn't create this to, you know, make money. I have other sources of making money. I want to create impact. I want to transform people's lives with, with this, right? And so I thought there must be a better way than, than doing this. And so I started to build a software that helps me to do group coaching. And with this group coaching approach and this positive peer pressure and accountability, I managed to get to a 93% completion rate platform. Flipped it from 7% to 93%. And this is UpCoach now, which is, is, is a platform. And then I partnered up with Todd Herman, who wrote The Alter Ego Effect. He's like an OG in the coaching space. He's been this for over 20-some years. And I showed him the platform told him, like, hey, man, I'm not a coach, but I built this coaching tool. What do you think? He's like, this solves most of my pain points. That's amazing. I want to invest. So he became my business partner. And now we are building up coach, which working on coining the phrase of human transformation system, because it helps you to transform your coaching clients, your team, your employees, you know, to reach their full potential. And this is. Yeah. Well, you're doing so many phenomenal things. Is there something, I guess, you know, throughout the process of you figuring out that there is a gap or something, you know, within, you know, multiple sounds like walks of life and experiences that you have. Is there something like a process or something that you think about that says, hey, this is something that's worthwhile to, to try to invest, you know, those time and resources into to impact so that you can create and make that dink? So I'm a huge vision, mission, values nerd. I used to think it's, it's stupid. You don't need this. You know, it's like, I'd rather work on product. This is vision, mission, values you all need when you do an investor deck or something Then you kind of bury it on your website and never look at it again. But I realized that that's actually the best tool to have a filter in your system, you know, kind of like figure out like what you really want to work for, what you want to build for whom. And also it's the best management tool to manage your team, you know, so you can reach emergence and everybody kind of does what the right thing without having to talk to you because like just kind of ingrained in the culture. And so I kind of relate this back to also myself and my family that we also run ourselves and our families like a business, having family core values, having, you know, goals and, you know, kind of really running your family like a business. Also myself, I have my personal mission and my personal core values and all these things also spelled out. And my personal mission is to be a change agent who's transforming the lives of individuals and organizations so they can reach the full potential. This is the stuff that gets me the most excited. And this is when I'm in my own genius and have to have the most fun. And so this yeah, I guess to your question, this is kind of the filter that I'm running everything through that I'm doing. Does this really accomplish this goal? And if it's not this, there's a cool story from Jack Ma speak. And he said, that, you know, we have everyday smart people from our organization come to me and say like, hey, we could build this feature and do that. This would make us X dollars. And he says like, okay, that's cool. But let me run this through my filter, which is the vision statement, like make doing business easy anywhere. I think it's for them. And you know, if this is a fit and he considers it, if not, you know, just go away, which kind of also makes you lose out, lose the formal piece of like, CEO's problem, like shiny object syndrome. I want to like do all these things, you know, versus kind of having like a clear focus on what you want to accomplish. Yeah. So would you consider that to be what I like to call your secret sauce? The thing you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique. It be yourself in businesses or a combination of both, but do you think it's that ability to kind of stay true to those mission and, and core values that you have? I think this stuff makes an impact. And also and another thing I want to share with your audience because it was so impactful in my life. I'm, I'm a recovering introvert. I used to be very introverted. You know, like a few years ago, I would have like, oh, nine, I would have never gone on a podcast. You know, I was even uncomfortable on a phone call with, with, with multiple people. And I was like, and I felt how much this was holding me back in business. So I wanted to like change that, right? So I did Toastmasters, which is like public speaking training. I did this twice a week. I went to two networking events per week to talk to everybody and their mom to kind of over, like, overcame this by like, exposure therapy, I guess, right? So I was kind of cool with it. But the real, 
change happened when my yoga teacher said, every decision in life, you either make out of love or out of fear. These are the basic emotions why I do anything in life, right? And this was something I always knew deep down inside, but I could not articulate it. And since she gave me this, this formula, I applied, so I turned this into my mantra for everything I'm doing. For example, in sales, I used to hate sales with a passion because I always felt like a used car salesman shoving something down people's throats, right? But if I know that, hey, this is a really good product, and I, I know, hey, it's just going to help you in your life and your business, then I'm starting from a place of love because I want to improve your life, improve your business. And it's about you, right? And you feel where this is coming from. It's going to be much easier to sell. Versus if I sell out of fear, I sell because I have to hit my quota, I have to pay my mortgage or whatever. I can't sell for the life of me. And you also feel where I'm coming from, you know? So this is going to make, make a big difference. Or public speaking, you know, or being on podcast. If I think, hey, what I have to share, he can help your audience be better in the life or in the business or whatever, then I can just flow and, and, and you know, share. And whereas if I think about myself, because I make it about you and uh, act out of love, if I make it about me and uh, go in a state of fear, like, oh, do they think I have a weird German accent? Do they think I look weird? Do they think what I'm saying is stupid or whatever? Then I can't, I, I freeze and I can't, I can't perform, you know? I could like, go on and on, give you like 10 more examples about this, but I just want to share this because I think this was like, was a real game changer to realize this how, and how I operate. And it's also one of our core values in the business. I want to, everybody to understand like why we're doing this. We're doing this to create impact. You know, we're doing this to help our customers. We do this to create change. And um, this was definitely the secret sauce of, of my life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And so I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. You might've already touched on this, but this could be an app. It could be a book or it could be a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Tracking your habits, kind of business one-on-one would you measure will improve. So I have a habit tracker also now, which is a habit tracker and, you know, just like measure my habits in terms of mind, productivity, and, and family, kind of like doing the right things and just track some key habits of mine is inbox zero is a really important thing for me. Because it's the canary in the coal mine. If I'm not reaching inbox zero for a week or so, I know I have too much on my plate and I have to kind of like remove something or figure something out because otherwise all my bad habits will, will kind of creep, all my good habits will fall away because I'm overwhelmed, right? So this is like a re really good early warning signal. For those of you who know the canary in the coal mine, like the canary, when there's like not enough oxygen, the canary will fall over first before it affects people so it can kind of get out. A key one, other one is like preparing the next day. So I, you know, before I start to kind of like figure out like what I have to do the next day, and then I always circle the frog, the thing that I really don't want to do. And I knock this one out first. So I, you know, kind of gives me an energy boost versus like kind of like eating up my, you know, headspace. The Maui habit. I mean, I could go on and on. I'm, I'm such a habit nerd. So I could talk about habits all day long, but kind of like figure out which, which goals you have in life and figure out which habits you have to cultivate to reach those goals. And it, it's pretty simple, actually, if you, if you break this down and then hold yourself accountable, maybe find an accountability group, accountability buddy, whatever, and just really track it. What do you measure will improve? Awesome. 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 So I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. You might've already touched on this, but this could be a little bit more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell your favorite client, or if you jumped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. I thought about this before, but one thing just popped into my mind is which also a mantra I really subscribe to is how you do one thing is how you do everything. You know, if you're sloppy here, you're going to be sloppy there. If you're an asshole at work, you're going to be an asshole at home. If you're, you're just like, really, you are who you are. And it's also, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Also, when you hire people, you know, if you see him do something that's off here, he's also going to do it there. You know, like Zappos has this thing. When they interview somebody, they, you know, talk to all the C-levels, whatever. And if they make a decision, they also ask the driver who picked them up from the airport and, and brought them back and forth. If he was nice to him, if he was dick to him, you also, they'd also hire him. Because like, how you do one thing is, is really how you do everything. I kind of really deeply understand this, that, you know, 
all areas of your life you should have your shit together in all areas of your life because otherwise you know it's kind of kind of bleeds over and messes up other stuff absolutely appreciate that so i want to ask you now my absolute favorite question which is the definition of what it means to be a ceo we're hoping to have different quote-unquote ceos on the show so david what does being a ceo mean to you being of service i guess i see myself as a most generative who's just kind of removing roadblocks from you know i want to hire smart people around me that are very much better than me in certain areas and just kind of like empower them to grow and just kind of remove roadblocks, give them the resources that they want to, that they need to, to grow and excel. And I'm just like the support, the support. Also, since I have a portfolio of businesses, I'm more on the coaching side or sounding board side versus like, I'm not in the day to day. I'm just like kind of one step removed. It's kind of looking at, I'm working on the business, not in the business. I guess it's also like a way of like, once your business has a certain scale, you should work on the business, not in the business, kind of being one step removed, looking at the machine, how it's running. It's like, oh yeah, here's that. This needs some oil. This needs no gear, whatever. And then kind of hire appropriately my last business the guy who bought it sold business before for multiple billion dollars and i was the cmo of this business so they bought our business i became the ceo of the cmo of the new business and i was putting together the brand and kind of you know how we're gonna put all these different companies that we bought together into one and i pulled him into meetings and a few times kind of showed him like this is what we add this is what we're doing and he sat through the presentations and every time i get it said that that's great and then left you know after the third time with only saying like yeah it's great and nothing else i pulled him aside like hey dude am i fucking up or like terror like what's going on you know like give me some input and he's like no i only have three things that i have to do as ceo i have to make sure there's enough money so raise money or make sure money is coming in I have to be a parrot preaching the mission and the vision of the company to the inside world, like the team and to the outside world, like customers and marketplace, whatever, like a parrot, like over and over and over. And I have to hire very smart people for key positions and leave them alone, just match them by KPIs or whatever, kind of be a sounding board, but not be in it. You know, also analogy, if you have a painting business, you should never pick up the, the paintbrush. You know, you should kind of always figure out like long-term scalable solutions. So you kind of really fix root causes and not just kind of jump in and do it yourself. Mm, I, I love that. I, I appreciate you sharing that story so much. And I think so many times, like when you think, especially if you have multiple businesses, you're involved in so many different things, you're thinking that you're doing more, but a lot of times stepping away and doing quote unquote less, but those things that you're doing are multiplier type effect type things. They have such a huge impact. If you're being that pair, if you're constantly saying this is the mission vision and goals, when those people are coming up with those ideas and innovating, you're making sure they're in alignment because they hear it over and over again. If you have the revenue, of course, to be able to invest into the business that allows people to get in the way. And of course, being able to kind of get out of the way to allow those key players, so to speak, to be able to perform, but perform well is one of the biggest things. So I love that three-part kind of you know focus. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, David, truly appreciate that definition. Of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do now was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things that you're working on. So connecting with me, if you want to connect, just you know, hit me up on LinkedIn or you know, any other social network. Please let me know that you heard me on the I'm CEO podcast, because otherwise, you know, if there's no context, I usually don't accept because I get a lot, a lot of requests. You can check out the How We Solve podcast where I talk to smart individuals who have solved hard business problems so you don't have to you know, fall into the same pitfalls that they've fallen in. And yeah, How We Solve, you also see the service offerings that you have. If there's any way I can provide value to you, do anything, just reach out. Let me know how I can help. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And to make it even easier, we'll have the links and information in the show notes for site, your podcast, all the awesome things that you're working on as well too. But I truly appreciate you, of course, for taking some time out today, providing so much value and information and helping us look in a different perspective at some of the problems that we have or different ways that we're looking at things. Because I think when you start to, as we talked about, 
think about things in a different way, build those habits and start to see those manifest themselves in so many different ways. That's when you're really in the right place. So thank you so much for emulating that, being with us today as well. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Check out the latest and greatest apps, books, and habits to level up your business at ceohacks.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.